Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Support WrestleTalk! Give us a subscribe. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Russell Ramble Podcast! Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Ramble. It's our NXT 2018 in year review. Yes, we are we're pre-recording this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't actually watched the sort of the, the final episode of, of NXT, which is coming this week, the debut of Donovan Dijak, Dijakovic. Uh, but we are recording this to kind of give a review of NXT in the year of 2018, of our Lord 2018, because we're not here. We're not in the studio. We haven't watched the latest episode of NXT. So we just thought we'd pre-record this episode and we'd talk about the year as a whole mm-hmm. and so you know kind of like look at the lay of the land of nxt 2018 because i've got to say i'm gonna i'll, I'll kick things off with with a big big statement big bold statement i'm gonna go kick on things then, off go with on here then. kick the door in with this this has been the best year of nxt ever Mm. I, I would almost, I'd argue that it possibly would be. I'd always look at like 2014 is kind of like my year. That was when I really first got into NXT, yes. like hardcore. I was working freelance as a film critic at the time, so I had Wednesdays usually to myself. <laughs> so I'd always really look forward to that Wednesday of like the latest episode of NXT when you had like uh, Bailey and Sasha Banks, Charlotte mm-hmm. Flair, Becky Lynch, like the four horsemen just constantly feuding with each other. And you had Bala coming in and Hideo Itami coming in, while you had Neville there and Sami Zayn, Kevin mm-hmm. Owens came in. You had this really good crop of of talent and it just like it was a really awesome product to watch and I was just like god dang it man NXT is killing it every single Wednesday this is by far the best thing and then I think they've had sort of ebbs and flows 2015 mm. was alright 2016 was pretty good 2017 was, was yeah, really good actually 2017 was great but this year has been on a whole I mean, other level smash this yes absolutely great what are your thoughts I think I would probably agree with you on that one I think it has, it has been a stellar year for NXT it's almost as if I mean, the, the weekly show ebbs and flows, as you say. Takeover-wise, oh, though, man. they haven't put a foot wrong, have they? They're really? Still, they, they haven't. They can do no wrong. I was um, thinking about this. <laughs> Admittedly, because they keep going to the well of, well, we just do Champ and Gargano again. Oh, they'll Johnny just, Takeover. They'll, they'll just smash it out of the park, won't they? It just doesn't matter. And, and I, I know that a lot of people don't really put a lot of stock into the Dave Meltzer star ratings, mm. but I think that you can't ignore the fact that they've had untold amounts of five-star matches yes. at TakeOver events this year from Dave Meltzer because he's like, you can't deny that it's a great wrestling product. It's no. such a good show. And I was thinking about this earlier on today when I was kind of like thinking about the year as a whole. 
I can only think of one bad match on a takeover show mm. this year, which was EC3 versus the Velveteen Dream. Yes. And even then, EC3 had a concussion during the match, so there's yeah, almost yeah. like a, there's a big asterisk next to it. Be like, this match wasn't all that great no. because one of them suffered yeah. a concussion. But EC3 still is pretty good for EC3 <laughs> this year. Like, yeah. you know, and he actually has improved since that takeover as well. Like his more recent TV stuff has been great. Like everyone, like that's the thing. This is the learning environment for for WWE. Everyone is learning stuff. You know, people are established wrestlers and have done different things, but they might not have done as much TV. They might not be as good at promos. They might not be as good as this stuff. They're working on new in-ring stuff from learning from Shawn Michaels, of all people. So, yeah. like, there's I'm sure always, he's got a thing or there's, two to you say. Know, there's always stuff to learn if Shawn Michaels is the teacher, <laughs> yeah. I imagine. Uh, and yeah, you can see everyone just vastly improving as they go. But the strange thing is, even though it is the learning environment for WWE, it is a better product yeah. than Raw and SmackDown. And in a way that, like, I, I'm sure people who run Raw and SmackDown are probably in their own heads going, well, yeah, but it's not, like, the big TV product. It's not, like, you know... You try writing yeah, five hours is, of TV your, Yours is like yeah, Yours yeah. is like an indie show, and ours is like a proper WWE-style thing with these larger-than-life characters. Mm-hmm. NXT has told the best wrestling story probably of the year in Gargano and Champa. And like, WWE-wise, and, and, and across two years, that's happened. Yeah. And... The reaction that Champa gets as a heel, as a bad guy, is better than any of the sort of cartoony ones you've got on Raw and SmackDown, and more genuine, but still fills that exact same bit of TV. People are booing him naturally when yes. he walks out on the stage. And people know. and people enjoy to boo him as well, yeah. I think, with Champa. It's not like when Kevin Owens was a, a heel. People always cheered him during matches because mm. he was so entertaining on his promos and he was so entertaining to watch. So, so fans just naturally just like, well, this guy's brilliant. I'm going to cheer for him. Yeah. But I think the NXT crowd and the NXT audience, and we are very much a part of this, just enjoy booing Champa. Just be like, ah, you dick. You mm. broke up DIY. And then you got injured. Ah, you got injured. Then you come back and you had the black eye and you're a proper knob. Even though you're so entertaining on Twitter, you're still a dip, <laughs> though, aren't you? And I, so I think we just all we really enjoy having a pop at Champa. Yeah. And in, by, by extension, we then got so into Johnny Gargano. Mm. Whole, I mean, I can't tell you how into that feud I was at the start of this year like Almas Gargano at TakeOver Philadelphia Mm. at the start of the year was just it was so good I don't think I've ever been more lively watching a wrestling match on my own Sat I'm like sat on the sofa, just yeah. constantly going like, oh, oh, I just wanted him to win so badly. Absolutely. And I mean, the, the ending was perfect that he didn't actually, but during the match, I just I was rooting for him so hard. Yeah, it's just like, I can't can't handle this exactly. And I suppose it's why like uh, this year for NXT really has been. It's the story of Gargano Champa, like mm. it's the DIY story of, of 2018. And it, but it, for me, it, it's the, it's the Gargano arc that I find most fascinating. Yes, because he had that match with Almas. Uh, in takeover by the way to compare Almas in NXT takeover Philadelphia to where he is now yeah. granted we've not seen like any of the like there's been two episodes of Smackdown since this so he might be WWE champion at this point and yeah. this I might look like a bit he's of a tool there he's not but I highly doubt that he is <laughs> that I might that really might come back to that bite be, me on yeah, the touch be, what, a, yeah. <laughs> what a hot take that would have been <laughs> exactly. you'd have predicted that accidentally <laughs> but like so Gargano went from this like really Everyone's favorite baby face going for the gunning for the championship. We all wanted him to win, and then Champa came back and he beat him up. And you were like, You dick! And then you had the unsanctioned match at TakeOver mm-hmm. at New Orleans, and you were like, Yes, Gargano finally got his retribution. But then it spun off even further and it became the street fight in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And then this fascinating wrinkle was added to his character where he's all of a sudden just has wash over him. It's like, 
I need to rid NXT of Tommaso Ciampa. And in order to do that, he is effectively turned heel while still not not acknowledging himself as a heel. He's not technically a heel, no. but he sort of is a heel. And it's just this, and it went into this last man standing match at, at TakeOver Brooklyn 4 and then against Balance the Black at War Games. Mm-hmm. And it's continuing on with the cage match that we've not seen yet because it's happening this week. But I know what happens. But, and it's just like, what a fascinating story this man has had. And mm. like the way, and I talked about this on the Ramble Club, the Patreon podcast that we do, how we sort of told that through his costumes. Yes. Granted, it's a bit meta. You could argue that, like, why would someone who is turning bad start dressing up as Venom? <laughs> it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. essentially, I'm acknowledging that I'm turning here. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, oh, I know. But, like, going from Captain America to the Punisher, like, uh, Pun- Captain America at Philadelphia to the Punisher at War Games, I just yeah. think it's a fascinating story. It's, it's genius, and it's, I think, you know, the heel turn for him, or the whatever you want to call this, is such an interesting storyline to do from the perspective of having someone who has to feels like he has to go further than he's ever gone before and obviously like Champa made it incredibly personal and like you know the spitting on the wedding ring mm-hmm. which was at the which was, was the last the un- man standing was, no it was in oh, the, the, yeah, the yeah uh, or the sh- uh, street fight might sorry the street fight yeah it was in the street fight that Champa spat on his ring and threw it away and that's when Johnny decides to go too far in that match by bringing him back down to the ring on the stretcher mm. and that's when Champa picks up the win yeah and the same thing happens at the you know the last man standing match and so obviously like that it's perfectly told that this is a man who just wants to punish this other person far more than he cares about winning the matches or doing anything or being the champion or whatever it is. I just think it's genius. It's just, and it's, and obviously they've had a year and a half slow burn build to this moment. And obviously that time frame has been extended by the fact that Champa was injured for so long. But it kind of helped the story by having him it disappear did. for a bit. Yeah. Having Johnny Wrestling come out and be like, well, having Johnny come out after the Champa thing and be like, I've been so used to being in DIY. We've been like this, blah, 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 blah. I need to be Johnny Wrestling now. And it all built, you know, from the end of midpoint of last year through to the end of last year. Yeah. And he was in the match for the championship against Almas. And that was that was the story. Champa was still the shadow hanging over it. And this yeah. year we've got to see the shadow turn into the big bad. Exactly. Finally, yeah. So. And you go back to Brooklyn last year when it was Gargano Almas mm. there. And it was, he lost that match because Zelina Vega threw the DIY t-shirt at Gargano. And that distracted him because he got lost in himself. Just what an absolutely fascinating character Mm. and a fascinating journey that Johnny Gargano has had. And you couple that with Tommaso Ciampa just being, as you say, just a wonderful heel. And a a great champion. When when Ciampa came into NXT, I did things to myself. I I just sort of looked at him and I was like, okay, you guys have been slotted into this tag team role. Mm. But the, because they're so good, they got themselves to become the most over tag team, probably mm. in all of WWE, in, yeah. in, arguably, certainly babyface wise. And then you just look at him, you're like, you have to be the champion. Yeah. Like, you, and then you look at Gargano, and you're like, you have to be the champion. Yeah. Like these guys, it's not you deserve it, Heat. It's just like, no, no, you have to be because you're the most interesting characters. You're the most mm. over characters we have. You have to be the main event of this show. Yeah. And to the point when they weren't champion. And the NXT champion was lower down the card yeah. because these were bigger storylines. Yeah. Well, admittedly, also they kept re- ripping up all the ring stuff, so <laughs> well, it, was, yeah, it was a bit of quite, a, yeah. it was a bit of a like probably have to go on last, mate. Otherwise, uh, Drew's match is going to be a bit of a it's bit just, carnage. It's just all admin, yeah, just stepping around bits of slats and stuff. <laughs> like. <laughs> that LAX match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's it, but it's fascinating though. I think what's I think what's so good about uh, NXT in general and I think Champa and Gargano is the perfect sort of test case for this that story has clearly been in place for a long time mm-hmm. and they have stuck to the guns yep. like and it, it, it 
that's just something you don't see on the main roster shows. And the main roster shows, it'll just be like, you know, you're hearing, you hear stuff from Dave Meltzer saying like, oh, you know, maybe Drew's going to main event WrestleMania or he's at least going to be going for the Universal title back then. And then you're like, Drew's getting pinned by <laughs> Balor or by Dolph Ziggler or whatever yeah. it is. And suddenly like he's losing a bit of his momentum. And it's like, well, okay, there's, there's ways we could have done all of this stuff while still keeping options open, but not ruining what you've already been doing for Absolutely, however yeah. long you've been doing it. And it just seems like this, just by sticking very basically, and also because Johnny Gargano doesn't wrestle on every episode of NXT. So when you're like, okay, it's been three weeks since we've seen him wrestle anything, I think, mm-hmm. since TakeOver, and now we're getting him in this cage match. You're like, oh, I'm excited to see Johnny do a match again. Yeah, and it's kind of the difference between NXT and the main roster in terms of the way that you have to structure a show. As mm. you say, because like the Gargano thing, you don't have to have him wrestling on TV no. every week because you're putting on a show for you know, your 200, 300 people that are there at full sale. Yeah, for the TV tapings. And, and they, he'll, they, be, he'll appear that night. Absolutely, multiple times, no mm-hmm. less. But when you do Raw and SmackDown, the way that WWE, at least the way I kind of read the way WWE do these things, is that they treat each episode as a, it's a live event and people have paid to see certain people. Yes, so absolutely. Seth Rollins has to have a match because the fans have paid to see these guys and so Seth has to have a match he's one of these guys that people have paid to see just have, have less time more dark match well yeah exactly yeah. So, <laughs> a little less time a little more dark match like. well, and that's why you end up getting like oversaturation with some of these sort of guys and girls um, but back on the, the NXT thing mm. and, and it's the other thing I really wanted to talk about in terms of like a, a great 2018 you know it's been Gargano Champa, really their story. And now Alistair Black has got himself into that mm-hmm. story as well, which I think has been really good. Because as much as I like Alistair Black, I don't think he's had a particularly brilliant 2018, no. mostly because he's just been overshadowed by the Gargano Champa yes. cloud, essentially. Whereas he has been having very good matches, like his match with Adam Cole. Mm-hmm. Um, I really enjoyed his match with Lars Sullivan, actually, for mm-hmm. the NXT Velveteen Championship. Dream was amazing. Absolutely, yeah. Oh, Matt, I, I think that was last year. Oh, sorry. That was, yes, was, was War Games last, last year. year. Um, and he, he has had some other the matches here and there. And I thought, actually, these, these have been really, really good. Mm-hmm. Mm. but everything else above him has been sort of greater yes. that he's sort of like been almost forgotten to the point where I think like it almost feels like he needs to get called up he needs to go yeah, yeah I think he does need to be uh, he needs to ascend I think him having the, I think him having the title again is not really something that I'm particularly interested in watching anymore because I, I feel like the cool thing about Alistair Black's run in NXT was that he turned up he was this amazing presence and entrance with this just devastating finishing move. Oh, and mate. Every time he does it, I'm just like, oh my God, I can't believe he's kicked his face off. I just, I think after that, you're kind of like, okay, we can have more matches like that and you can be the champion again. But you've, you've capped out now. You know, same as same as Drew when he had the title for that two month period or whatever it was, mm. dropped it to Almas and just went straight up. It's like, just, Let's just move people on. Like, it's yeah. fine. As long as you've Somebody, got... Not everyone has to stick around as long as Gargano and Champa do. Exactly. Right? And they've been... And I almost think, actually, I mean, one of my notes I've got here is when you talk about the call-ups that could happen next year, mm. Black, Gargano and Al- uh, Black Gargano and Champa seem like the obvious three. Yes. Because really, you're going to get to a point in NXT where their storyline is finished. Yeah. And the, the, Champa Black st- the Champa-Gargano storyline is going to have a final chapter. And you almost then want to just make sure you never have to have them on the same show so you put one on Raw put one on Smackdown just yes. so we can like almost separate them apart from each other so you don't dilute this storyline any further yeah and then you build to the and idea that they eventually come together later on exactly and yes get, like when when two years down the line at a superstar shake-up Champa comes out and jumps Gargano oh, yeah. like everyone goes what? what yeah exactly and you sort of rebuild mm. it from there um, so you kind of think that yeah these are the, the three 
But before we get on to, to that, the mm. other um, rise I wanted to talk about in terms of who's had an absolutely terrific 2018 is the Undisputed Era. Yeah. Oh, man. Like, you talk about a faction that has, like, they had a brilliant 2017 anyway because they came in with lots of fire behind them yes. when you had uh, Cole, O'Reilly, and Fish. And you're like, God, these guys are cool. Mm -hmm. Their entrance music's cool. Boom. Like, I, you know, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm really enjoying this. And then the tag champs. And then this year, Adam Cole won the North American Championship. Mm -hmm. And they still had the tag team championship. Sadly, Bobby Fish got injured. And then all of a sudden, you just add this new element because you've got Roderick Strong in there now. Yes. And you're like, oh, man. All what of a story sudden, that was. That was like, yeah, abs wasn't it just? And you know, you look at it, it's like, now it's this four-man faction. They are so good. Mm. And now all four of them are back at fighting fit health. They are just, they have got something. Like, what a team it is. But they are th and they, but that's the thing, is that they are tailor-made for the takeover of NXT. You know, like, they are, they are tailor-made to be all four champions. Yeah. Like, you know, and, that, and I, that's a really cool story to do. Do that. Bring in some new prospects who are going to work their way up, form their own four-man mm -hmm. alliance, not maybe a faction or whatever, have a four-man alliance against them to get all the tiles back. Yeah, that'll be so. F that, and you know, for that, like, what is probably going to be their last year in NXT if, if they are going to continue in NXT. Like, it sounds like they are, considering that Adam Cole said next year we'll all be dripping in gold. <coughs> last week, yeah. so you've got to imagine they'll probably still be there. But like, you say that though. But Lars Sullivan cut that promo saying I'm going to win the NXT Championship, <laughs> <laughs> and now he's See lurking. Yeah, yeah, he's lurking yeah. up on Raw now or wherever it is. Shouldn't but have cut the promo. Shouldn't have got on telly last. <laughs> Vince Sawyer. We've also recorded this before that Raw episode. We're saving this the night after TLC, so we don't. Ha we haven't seen the Raw episode. Lars may have lurked and appeared. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know. Um, maybe My, he's WWE champion. It's, it's, and him is. and Elmas are fighting yeah. at the Rumble. I don't know. Who knows? Um, so yeah, I, I would like to see Undisputed have another 20, like 2019 again, in, mm. especially because you can move Adam Cole out of that North American picture and into the NXT championship picture Absolutely, and yeah. slot maybe Roderick Strong or Bobby Fish into that North American championship, depending on what tag team you want to keep it. If you yeah. want to put Red Dragon back together or you want to keep it as O'Reilly and Strong and have Fish going into the mm. North American picture. And then you've got this new crop of guys that are coming in. In particular, you've got Matt Riddle, mm -hmm. Keith Lee, and Dijakovic, who they clearly have got some big plans for because they've been teasing his re-debut yeah. for a few weeks now. He's debuted, well, he debuted last week when you are watching this. So you've got to think that they've got something big in plan, or at least something in mind for him next yeah. year. And you read the house show reports, and it is always these lads. It's Keith Lee, Dijak, and Riddle facing each other. Mm. Like you, and like Keith Lee and Riddle always sharing these things on Twitter. Like we're just always going to be fine together, and they clearly love having these matches together. And they, they're the matches that are tearing the house down. So you got to think if you're the people in charge of NXT, you're looking at these reports, you're listening to these reactions, mm. you're watching these matches, and you're like, well, that's our guys. Like Absolutely, if, yeah. if we're losing Black Gargano and Champa, and we need to fill that void, it's all right because we've got three already made guys here that we can easily make, as well as Adam Cole. Yeah, and that's your new main event scene. It's perfect. Sign me up, mate. Yeah, I'm like, into it. I'm well into that. Um, but like, I, I love Matt Riddle. I love Keith Lee. Uh, Dijon Djokovic, I've only seen bits and pieces of, but him and Keith Lee had one of my favourite matches I've ever seen ever uh, at, at PWG last year. Um, yeah, yeah, last year. So I think it's a, it's a really interesting main event scene, but it really suppose it depends on what's going to happen at the Superstar Shake-Up mm. next year at, yeah. at the, at the main, after May year. True that, uh, and I think the other thing, the other thing I'm quite excited for in 2019 is the beginnings of proper cross promotion between NXT and NXT UK, absolutely, and any other NXTs they decide to suddenly make yes. coming up. But um, 
I just, yeah, I think we've, we've had a, we have a minor taste of that this year with uh, Moustache Mountain's uh, continual sort of rise through mm-hmm. NXT. Pete Dunne turning up with the UK Championship as well. Moustache Mountain with the NXT Tag Team Championships for a very brief period. Had one of the best TV oh matches God, so good. in NXT history, yeah, I think. So, so good. Uh, against uh, Undisputed Era. And that six-man tag, the Undisputed Era versus British Strong Style from the UK show mm. at Royal Albert Hall. Ollie and I are there for life for it, but I'm a go- I mean, I was pissed at me tits anyway because I was so <laughs> leathered. But it was one of the most fun matches I've ever seen mm. live. And re-watching it, I was like, God dang, it holds up. If, you haven't, mm. if that's a match you haven't seen this year, go back and check it it's out. Fantastic. It's so good. And the pop for when they win is... Unbelievable. Oh, there's the six man oh, the night so before. Man, yeah. And the tag. Oh, that oh, is fantastic. Oh, yeah. Well. And the tag the night after. Yeah, mm. yeah, you're absolutely right. That was also absolutely awesome. What an unbelievable tag team. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's one of those things where I just think that it's ripe for that. You know, let's start having people go over, building stars over there. Let's get Rhea Ripley involved in the, the women's scene in NXT UK and NXT mm-hmm. proper. I don't know why you wouldn't do that in this, in this scenario because it. Yeah. it Especially when the the, the UK black, the UK brand is kind of coming to this stage where they're going to have to start filming it much more regularly because they you know they're running out of those backlog of tapings that they did last year. It's the perfect thing to just have surprise NXT people turn up and compete. And the same thing actually goes for what we were saying on the the ramble last week and saying why aren't more people coming down to NXT to have matches against the up and comers like yeah. you know Tyler Breeze coming back to NXT obviously felt like a homecoming for someone who has actually been very underserved on the main roster. Mm-hmm. But there are people who have been served on the main roster, like your Cesaros, your Finn Balors, Seth who Rollins. if they ever came back down to NXT just for one match, feels like a massive deal and yeah. probably isn't a hell of a lot out of their actual schedule. Well, no, you know, quite, especially for your sanity. Mm. Like, I mean, to be honest, you could probably handpick any of the NXT call-ups. <laughs> yeah, from last year, yeah. <laughs> yeah and they'll just, they'll be like, yeah, cool, my, yeah, oh, my, my schedule's yeah. clear, actually. I've yeah. actually got loads of time on my hands. <laughs> yeah, almost, sure, I'll, yeah. just, I'll just pop down the WWE Championship <laughs> yeah. that I won, um, and I'll go, I'll go down there for a bit. <laughs> um, yeah, I could definitely see them doing, like, the, the NXT versus NXT UK thing. Like, mm. One of the big predictions we kept getting uh, last year was people saying, like, oh, why didn't they do WWE versus NXT at Survivor Series rather than do Raw versus SmackDown? I actually think I'd be more interested in NXT versus NXT UK at mm. War Games next year. Yes. And you kind of have, like, the best of the best of NXT, so it's not the Undisputed Era again. But it may be, like, Adam Cole teaming with Keith Lee and Matt Riddle. So mm. it's like, we have to move aside our differences to form this alliance so we can prove that we are the better NXT brand. Yes. And you cu- yeah, yeah, you couple that with, like, the rumor that they're going to open up some more of these camps. It's uh, NXT Germany and NXT Saudi Arabia, I believe, mm. are the two... Those are the ones that are most likely to be opened next. But then you've also got NXT South America, NXT Japan that they want to do. So there's always like these sort of territories and stuff. But NXT UK, they've clearly got plans in place. They're mm. doing a takeover show in January. Yeah, absolutely. So they've got like they they it's a money losing venture. They're making diddly squat from this product. They're making diddly squat from NXT in fairness. Mm. But they've clearly got something in mind of what they would like to do with this mm. and use it as these sort of territories. So you want to try and make the most of that. If you've got a good chunk of fans over here who aren't watching this product, just have that product featured over here so those fans then move over and start watching that product as well. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> uh, we spent it a seems lot... simple when you spell it out, doesn't it? <laughs> it's just... So we spent a bit of time talking about the, the male side of the mm-hmm. roster and, and the great stuff they've done. But I suppose we, we should really move on to talking about the, the ladies of NXT. And in particular, the, the absolutely brilliant year that, that Shayna Baszler has had. Mm. Uh, and it's, I, I love her. I think she's so, so good. <laughs> I just think she's great. I think she's a, yeah, and I think we've said this multiple times before on the Ramble, that she is 
a total package. Oh, yeah, she is. Like we've, we discussed the idea that, you know, she's not necessarily had, like, you know, she's not a champer or gargana. She's not putting on five-star matches everywhere she goes. No. But she's having very consistently good matches with great storytelling, awesome character work. She's one of the few women, I think, in any of the WWE, like, any bit of their roster that feels like a genuine badass threat like yeah, I, yeah. You know, Becky Lynch feels like a badass over here but like Shayna Baszler feels like I don't want to ever get in a fight with her because nope. she will snap my arm absolutely yeah you'd look at when she was feuding with Ember Moon earlier this year and like how they sort of wove Dakota Kai into that story mm. just to facilitate the, the Ember Moon Shayna Baszler stuff and then Baszler moved on to reignite her feud with Kyrie Sane which sort of like dominated the, the summer and autumn months and now as we get into the winter into 2019 that Dakota Kai seed that was planted is now sprouting up over mm-hmm. here. So now Dakota Kai can get back into this sort of feud with Shayna Baszler. I think that's that's really great storytelling. It's fantastic. It's just, and I think she just. Uh, the other thing I think that is interesting about Shayna Baszler this year is the fact that she has been present on the main roster in sort of spirit too. Yeah, like, yeah it's yeah. very interesting that she's been. You know, Rousey has been in the crowd for her matches. She has been in the crowd for Rousey matches. And we're building to this, we're clearly building now to an idea of the four horsewomen versus the four horsewomen somewhere down the line because Duke and Shafir have also appeared from somewhere. <laughs> and so, like, this could be some of the most brilliant long term storytelling cross brand WWE yeah. has ever done. Yeah. Beyond, you know, Kevin Owens turning up with the NXT title and challenging John Cena just to prove that he's the better champion. <laughs> like, beyond that sort of stuff, there's not been a lot of, like, friction. And we were just saying, you know, a minute ago, Let's have a war games between NXT and WWE. Yeah. This is this is that, really. You yeah, know, yeah. This, this is the option to do that. And we're doing it through this specific bit of storytelling with Shayna Baszler, bringing two of her friends in with her. They're all heels. All we need now is Rousey to turn heel. You've got this perfect faction that's already formed. All she needs to do is slot into it. Yeah. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Yeah, it's, it's interesting you talk about the like the four-on-four aspect of that because we were talking about like the war games of doing NXT UK versus NXT. Mm. The, the first female war games next year Ooh. with your, your horsewomen versus a group, you know, another group, whether it be Baszler, Duke and Shafir plus other, maybe it's not Ronda. But drafting Ronda, I know drafting Ronda, but like it does make it seem so much better. But if it is just those three plus other, mm. a, a and other versus four other, and you advertise it, you know, you do the big. It's the first ever, and it would be like, you know the first ever women's war games match. That seems like that's a, that's a really cool idea. That's a it's a it's a fantastic seller of tickets. Surely, yeah, surely. Like, I mean, like, but the the question is though, is Baszler going to be around? Because mm. as you say, we've been teasing this idea of doing the, the horsemen versus horsemen. We've been teasing that since you know the May Young Classic two years ago mm-hmm. now, or we're getting on for two years ago. So it's this is Just a real one doing this each. Other. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's how few to start it now. It's that and Twitter. Like that's how few to done. So you, if, if she is going to be called up to the main roster if she Duke and Shafira are going up to the main roster mm. so that you can do this horseman horseman thing that does open out the playing field for the other women of NXT because yes. if I'm talking about other women are going to get called up Nikki Cross has got to go surely uh, there's nothing more for Nikki to do there's nothing NXT, for her to do sadly. like she's just you know now she's just doing this I'm being chaos Thing. thing I don't know like, like she's, she's, a, turned, she's an she addition to an hour of black yeah. story yeah she just turns up and goes yeah. and now um, that's it you know and then but then she got a win the other week when she had a match didn't she yes against Candice yeah so it's just like I just I don't know what they're doing with Nikki Cross and I don't know because yeah. I feel like she is also the thing that sanity possibly needs <laughs> just yeah. make them something worthwhile to oh, have I'm on t- Smackdown you know totally like, stick Nikki Cross in there and have her go wild on like male wrestlers in matches and people will suddenly be like oh my god this faction's really interesting now you know they've got a, they got a massive guy they've got a, a crazy woman and then they've yep. got a really solid tag team at the center of and that, an Eric right? Young yeah, yeah. so yeah I, I unless Nikki Cross is going to win the NXT Women's Championship unless you do the storyline of she has been here for X amount of years and she's never won the mm. title and we're going to do that real big push which doesn't really suit her character much does she care that, but like, that, yeah <laughs> does she care but um it, that seems to be like the only thing you could do with her at this point mm. Because I don't look at Nikki Cross and be like, yeah, you, you need to stay in NXT for a little bit. Like, no. you, she's done everything she possibly can do there other than win the title. I think she's just a safe pair of hands. And well, that's yeah. what they're treating her as. And, you know, I think that's the that's the key with Nikki is that she's obviously, like, she's been chucked into other people's feuds or just dropped into, like, Shayna Baszler didn't have anything to do for a while. So they just went, hey, you can have a thing with Nikki Cross for a yeah, bit. Yeah, exactly. And it kind of works. Like, we can just make it sort of work. 
Yeah, and, and then they can drop. But then you can also the brilliance of her character is you can immediately drop it afterwards because she's seen something shiny off in the corner <laughs> and she's like, oh, that thing. Yeah, exactly. Well, the story was if that's why she was kept back away from mm. sanity is because the NXT Women's Division got gutted for the Royal Rumble. Yes. You know, they lost uh, all three members of the Riot Squad and they lost two members in Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. And all of a sudden, well, that's five of our women. That's pretty much half of our division yes, that's yeah. gone. So we had to keep Nikki Cross there to be like a bit of a figurehead while we kind of figure out what we're doing. But they got to the point now where, I mean, I was going through the list. They have figured it out. Yeah, yeah. You've got Dakota Kai. You've got Mia Yim. You've got Lacey Evans. You've got Io Shirai. You've got Kyrie Sin. You've got Candice LeRae. That's just a handful of people. Mm. You can add Vanessa Bourne into that list as well. Yeah. There's countless people that were in the Mae Young Classic that you could bring across. There's loads of... Uh, Dainara Conte or whatever her name is. She's really cool as well. Tainara Conte. Tainara Conte, thank you. So, like, there's plenty of women there they don't need Nikki Cross to be like oh just in case yeah, just yeah. in case everything goes nipples po- north don't need, don't need a pocket cross <laughs> exactly yeah. yeah and so if Shayna does go up there is a if Shayna goes up and Nikki goes up you have got a really good crop of NXT Ooh. women that could that could carry this company or carry this brand into 2019 it's one of those things that it needs freshening like it, it do, like we have had the Shayna story this year and it does feel like that was the women's division story because the rest of the time, NXT TV shows do generally have people come out, Lacey Evans, punch <laughs> someone in the face, pin them, and that's about... I'm the, the women's rats. And that's about the match, really, isn't yeah. it, a lot of the time. So it, it would be nice to see some other people elevated to that stage, because there's only really room for four matches per show anyway. It would be nice to see some other people elevated to, you know, main eventing the TV show at least. Yeah. Who aren't Bianca Belair? So <laughs> yeah, well, um, yeah, that's another name. I actually I didn't put up Bianca Belair because I, I wonder if she's going to get the call up as well. I think oh, they, you do. You think she's I just going to skip over? I the... think she's going to be one of those people that as soon as they like they've got something really good in her, it's be like, well, why are we wasting time with her in NXT? Let's just mm. bring her up to the main roster, be a surprise entrant in the Rumble. At the very least, I could see her being a surprise entrant mm. in the Rumble or. Um, showing my hand a little bit for the prediction show because that's not going out until uh, New Year's Day, I think, uh, which we're also pre-recording. My prediction: She's going to win the WrestleMania Women's Battle Royal. Oh. Like almost like you know when Baron Corbin did it, he won the Andre the Giant one, and it did wonders for him. Like yeah, he's, you know, he's done great. Yeah, he's going to be general manager <laughs> soon enough. <laughs> Shaving her head and wearing waistcoats. And then not anymore. <laughs> Can't shave her head. That takes yeah. away one of her weapons. So yeah, I I think that the NXT Women's Division uh, to kind of put a bow onto that conversation. I think it's had a, a solid year. Mm. It's not had a a stellar year like the men's division has had. No, but it's been, funnily enough, for a, a division with Kyrie saying it, smooth sailing. It's, <laughs> yeah. It has been, you know, it, it, it has just been the year it's been. I don't know, there's not really much, they haven't done a, a crazy amount of storytelling. No. It doesn't feel like anything's life or death. A lot of it has also been absorbed into what the men are doing. You know, Candice LeRae has been very much in the Gargano feud. Mm. Nikki Cross has been in that a little bit. Like, everyone's, kind of getting absorbed in the wider NXT universe. It'll be nice next year if Shayna Baszler does go up, which I think she really well should. And <laughs> yeah, so and I think Duke and Shafir should just be fast-tracked too, most likely. But mm-hmm. like, let's just fast-track all them lot up to, the t- up to the top, have a nice clear division. Yeah. Let's see what Io Shirai can do well, against yeah. everyone else. I mean, and it's, it's funny as well, because I know a few people often say, like, oh, you can't bring up uh, Duke and Shafir because they're not ready. And mm. I was like, well, Ronda Rousey technically wasn't ready. No. But they rehearse her matches to the nines where every one of her matches is flawless. Yes. Like, it's, you, it's very hard to find an error mm. in a Ronda Rousey match because she's very good at, at rehearsing it and then performing it in front of a crowd. Yes. So we've just applied the same logic to the other three. And you're all right. Like, yeah, yeah they've, they've all got very similar backgrounds yeah, and similar exactly. training. Yeah, totally. 
it's all body manipulation and then you learn selling I guess exactly like, like learning a dance routine yeah. or the alternative is is that Baszler so good at <laughs> or I, you know the alternative is Baszler, Duke and Shafir do stay in NXT and you kind of build the women's division as like they're essentially the female version of the Undisputed Era I would worry about that though I think it's too samey for what you yeah. what, I would, what I really want to see I want to see the Undisputed Era dominate more than I want to see the horsewomen in NXT dominate even mm-hmm. though both I think would be very good stories yeah but I think the, the, those three are much better served on the main roster where they instantly go and become attached to the feud of next year yeah completely agree uh, and then lastly, we'll just quickly talk about the tag team division in 2018, which we kind of sort of covered already because it was mostly the Undisputed Era mm-hmm. and, and Mustache Mountain for a little bit. But we also did get to see Danny Burch and Oni Larkin have that breakthrough match. Oh, man. You talk about like a star making performance mm. like that. It, and it's so funny because they did a video package about this on an episode of NXT. And it's like I love the, how brutally honest they were about it, which was just like we went into that match. No one gave a toss. Yeah. Like, no one cared. Mm. Because everyone was like, why the hell are these two lads getting a <laughs> shot at the NXT Tag Team Championships? But by the end of that match, everyone was like, I want to see a rematch. Oh, I, yeah. I want to see more. I want to see more of them. And I'd really like to see more of Birch and Lorcan in I've been 20- banging my only Lorcan drum, being like, <laughs> he's so good. He's so like, good. He slaps he's, people so hard. He's always getting... He's, oh, he's just always getting... He's always losing. And then he was just like, this year was something like, oh, he's winning stuff. And I was always sitting there just going like, who is this one guy who's <laughs> in all of these matches with his strange... I know, I can't really talk. Strange name. And yeah, doing that. But I was like, he is fantastic. He made Drew McIntyre look amazing. Yep. He had so many matches against top guys in NXT. And it wasn't just a squash match. It was he he did some really cool stuff and then they overcame and they looked amazing. He was a star maker before Velveteen Dream was the star maker. Mm-hmm. And now, yeah, he's doing that in a tag division with Danny Birch, who yeah. is like the safest pair of hands. Oh, isn't he just? And like, this is such a stacked roster of tag mm. teams. You got the Undisputed Era, Danny Birch and Only Lorcan, Heavy Machinery, Street Profits, technically you could include Mustache Mountain in there, War Raiders, Forgotten Sons, and quite recently, we've seen um, Umberto Carrillo and, Mendo- and Raul Mendoza, my new favorite tag team my, in the whole world. My hot pick for <laughs> tag champs next year. Tag champs next year. Because they're so good. All they need they're, now is a tag team name. They're amazing. They're so, they're good. so good. So that's a really stacked tag team division. Mm. And unless some of those get called up and not used on Raw and SmackDown, because that's what tag teams do when yeah. they go up. It's a lot of these are going to fall to the wayside. Unfortunately, hey, mate, they get to be on kickoff shows. As well, well. I suppose, yeah, sometimes. Um, yeah, tell that to Sanity. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, we haven't got the mighty on there anymore. No, because um, it's uh, Nick Miller. Is, Nick uh, no, Miller, yeah. yeah, has well. The report is that he's been released, uh, but chances are he asked for it because he's just had a baby, so he's gone back to Australia. Uh, yeah. to be with his wife I assume which is a very nice and yes. honourable thing to do from what I, I did read it was like a bit of an amicable split and it wasn't like hey there's no hard feelings you know yeah, if, you, yeah. if you want to come back in a year's time yeah it sounds like the door's open so yeah. you know maybe we'll see the mighty again maybe he'll just go back to work in the Australian circuit yeah and Who you knows? know and not only that but they talked about NXT Australia so maybe he can mm. just wait till that happens over there and Shane yeah. Thorne can go across with him and they'll just Revive the mighty over there. It's new top baby fire says Mike. Um, <laughs> That's a terrible accent. Yeah, it was pretty <laughs> spot on if you ask me. Um, oh, I meant Austin the Austrian. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I didn't before anyone has a go. In the nice. Um, so, yeah, so I think it's uh, for the tag team division in 2018. I think we kind of covered it because we talked about the Undisputed Era so much. Mm. Um, I would easily go back and watch. Actually, I'd probably watch all of the tag team matches that have been on TakeOver shows because that Birch be and Lorcan yeah. match has been great. The the three-way one from uh, Brooklyn 
Uh, it was mm. it was suppose Brooklyn, wasn't it? Which was Adam Cole and uh, Kyle Riley versus Pete Dunne and Roderick Strong versus oh with the turn. Yes, with the turn. Yes. Yeah, was that all the pain? No, it wasn't all the pain. They'd been called up by then. Who the player was it? I'm gonna tell you what. Let's Google things live on air. Let's get Googling the card. things live on air. It's lucky enough I've actually. I feel like it was the war. I thought it was AOP, but no, it can't have been because. Okay, well that's Roddy what? was their mate. Takeover Brooklyn Four. It might not have been Takeover Brooklyn Four to be honest. Oh, no, that was Mustache Mountain. Four was much re- more recent. Um, oh, hang on. This is terrible. This is terrible audio in particular, but it's also terrible <laughs> just dead air broadcasting. Um, uh, and Birch and Lorkin. No, oh, that's wrong. That's not right. No, that's not. It. Did the strong? I think it was maybe last year. Then was the strong it? heel turn last year? Then I guess so. That's the thing is, there's actually so. Few no, it was it. Eddie, um, it was the undisputed era defeated the Altars of Pain. The Altars of Pain versus Pete Dunne and Roderick Strong. Yeah, it yes. was at. Um, it's because I thought it was after um, Mania, but it wasn't. It was Mania no, weekend. It's because yeah, and it's because they gifted the tag team title. He gifted the tag team titles to the undisputed era in a match that they weren't going to win. That's right. Perfect. Perfect. There we go. That right. Well, great. thank God we're all on the same page now. <laughs> thank God we're all here. Oh, yeah, I feel like the tag division is still going to be dominated by the undisputed era next year. Yeah. I mean, it would be nice to see the War Raiders get a bit closer to getting the titles in a one-on-one kind of scenario because I think they're fantastic. So good. Hansen is pretty damn injured following the War Games match. Broken yep. ribs. Broken ribs and all. Smushed up spleen, something mm-hmm. else. I don't know. I think that was the, the, the actual medical term, yeah? Wobbly, knobbly knees. <laughs> I don't know. He's got, he's got problems. Uh, yeah. but they, they're amazing. I'd like to see Street Profits in the oh, top, man. title picture because they are dripping in charisma. You know they're how so I feel good. about them. You know how I feel about Street Profits. They're my boys. Wicked. They're so good. Like, oh, man. He's, he's so charismatic. Mm. It's ludicrous yes. how good he is. Holy heckins. And I suppose the last thing we need to talk about, which we haven't really touched upon, is the uh, the North American Championship picture. We kind of sort of talked about it like if, using the Undisputed Era, but like, we haven't talked about Ricochet or Velveteen mm. Dream. These other guys that can easily just like make that jump from one division into that main event picture that we were kind yes. of talking about earlier with the Lee and, and Riddle stuff. And you, you just got to think, I mean, I, I thought as a whole, 2018 is the best year that NXT has ever had. But then you kind of look at 2019 and this list of guys and girls mm. you got there and you're like, it has every chance to be a better year, yeah. which is staggering. I can see, I can see, yeah, I can definitely see Ricochet dropping the belt, moving up, and then I think probably Matt Riddle, top title picture, Adam Cole, top title picture, mm-hmm. Bobby Fish, Keith Lee, and Velveteen Dream in that sort of area. Mm, yeah, yeah. Is a very nice sounding thing to me. Oh, man. What if they do another ladder match? Like They, they, they make that like the, the WrestleMania weekend tradition. To do a ladder match. Like the seven-man mm. ladder match, and you have like Keith Lee, Dijakovic, Riddle in there. Punishment like, Martinez. Punishment Martinez, another name, yeah. Like a real, like basically using that match every year to be like, here is your new top mid-card guy. Yes. Pay attention, he's going to be featured a lot. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to flip over the ropes. Do it, he'll do a big old flip. That, was, be the, the... that was fantastic. <laughs> that was my, that's my best promo of the year. Oh, I God, well, the Ricochet Velveteen Dream jumps one. jumps over the ropes. It's incredible. So good. There's, I mean, there's been some... And if Velveteen Dream wasn't such a knob on the microphone, <laughs> it wouldn't have been half as good because he's, <laughs> he's so fantastic. If you had to, I'm going to put you on the spot here because haven't, mm. I haven't prepped this either, but if you had to pick your favourite... NXT match, um, TV takeover, anything. If you had to pick one, what would it be? Um, I think the final Champa Gargano match. 
Uh, the Last Man Standing. Yes, The Last Man Standing. Uh, I know a lot of people think the second one is better, but I think the third one is better because it's the culmination of the story. Which is very... Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and that is, I think, that is probably my favourite match of the year. Uh, I loved uh, Alistair Black and Johnny Gargano from TakeOver War Games 2. That was incredible. The War Games match was incredible. I mean, it's so hard. There's so many good... Like, I know. It's one of those things where it's like... Because every so often they just have a crazy good match on TV as well, and you're like... Yeah. How... You've no right. Yeah. Like Ricochet Adam Cole. Ricochet Adam Cole. The kick to the head. I know. Oh my god. Yeah. There's it, so much. It's almost impossible to pick because I yeah. I put you on the spot and asked you that question. While I was I was like I'm gonna make him answer the question while I stall for time <laughs> and think about my own answer. This yeah. There's and I just kept going so like yeah. There's that. Much. Oh yeah. There's that. Oh god. There's that. And like again, sort of about Almas Gargano at the start of the mm, year. That was that, incredible. The only look in Danny Birch tag team match at Takeover, whichever it was, just wall to wall bell to bell mm. like it this it is dripping in swagoo like in terms of like what a great year what phrase is that <laughs> it's so good luke made up a phrase i did i'm just making up words now um i i always wondered it's got like, swagoo up the wazoo yeah, i always like i kind of like fantasy book podcasts in my head sometimes mm. being like oh if i had time like i would love to do that as a podcast mm. and i always thought about me you and simon doing like an nxt podcast but not reviewing the current product going right back to the start mm. like 20, 20 like 13 nxt and reviewing it week by week we'll do it and, and i was like that'd be such a really fun use of my time like i've got too many <laughs> other projects on at the moment but like i i'd love to be able to do it but the part of me when i'll be doing that I'd be like God, i just want to fast forward to get to 2014 though like <laughs> let's just let's just cycle through some of this we can get 2014 and then i'll be thinking oh, god i just want to rewatch 2018 again I almost feel like I want to do that podcast just to you give me just, an excuse to watch just, this again. Just keep doing matches. That's it. I think we just pick matches. It's probably a better, <laughs> yeah, probably better, better way, way to do it. Don't watch it week to week. Yeah. Barely got time to watch your actual week to week. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.